NFC, AFC South Day here on the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. Or maybe, Jake, maybe we should just call this the Jameis Winston Tribute Show because I have a feeling we're going to be waxing lyrical on this show about the fantasy upside of Jameis Winston at Birdsell Jake's Mount. Jake, are you so excited to just talk about Jameis? Jameis, um, I'm not too excited to talk about Alvin Kamara, though, for mm. a change, a rare year. I probably won't have Alvin Kamara on a fantasy roster. It's a bittersweet feeling, but I don't know. Last year wasn't the best experience with Alvin Kamara. So I've had Kamara, I've had Kamara once, and that was a year where he scored two touchdowns during the, during the fantasy season. So to me, Alvin Kamara is as good as dead. Yeah, not me. I, I had him the year he scored five touchdowns on Christmas day. Well, that was Santa Claus. That was Santa Claus. And for me, he was Ebenezer Scrooge. Um, so, yes, of course, we are doing NFC, AFC South today. Uh, you will, well, you would have heard already uh, the AFC East and the NFC East with Adam. You'll be hearing this episode on Sunday. So let's just get right into it. We, we want to get both done in an hour. And we had to cut up the East because that took way too long. So here we are. We're going to do the Souths in under an hour while, of course, giving the best fantasy analysis around. So, Jake, what would you like to start off with first? Would you like to start off with the NFC South or the AFC South? NFC South. NFC South. All right. So let's do – let's go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and we'll start with, of course, Tom Brady. For me, what's great about this, too, is Jake and I both have ranks. So we'll be able to just go off of our ranks, full PPR ranks, what we will be breaking down. Um, so Tom Brady, of course, he's Tom Brady. You know what you're getting. I just have a bit of a concern with ever going for Brady just because he's of name value and everybody is going to want to be gunning for Tom Brady. So that's just one that I kind of, I'm a little gun shy to go for him, but of course, if you get him at a reasonable enough price, that is one to definitely, uh, to definitely splurge on. I have Brady as by QB seven and he, uh, you know, we talk about that little, like that cluster of quarterbacks. You can like easily interchange Tom Brady, Dak, Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Matthew Stafford. He's very much in that group of quarterbacks where you could probably get Brady round eight or round nine. I want to see where he's going right now on the fantasy football calculator ADP. And Brady, excuse me, he is going right now, if I can find him, he's going in round eight right now at 94 overall. So not too bad, my QB7, uh, and, you know, Brady's going to be fine. You know what you're getting with Tom Brady. Amen to all of that. Again, it's all interchangeable. I have Tom Brady as my QB9, so we're kind of on the same wavelength there. Mm -hmm. A little concerning with the weapons. I don't love Chris Godwin potentially not being back for week one, or at least we don't know yet. Uh, Rob Gronkowski is not a Tampa Bay Buccaneer, so those are two really big pass catchers that he won't have. And Mike Evans and just about – I mean, Russell Gage, are we all, I mean, I know everybody is the, is on Russell Gage who I'm sure we'll talk about eventually, but I'm not really quite of the same realm because Russell Gage is not Chris Godwin. And without those two, and obviously we knew what happened with Antonio Brown. Um, I have Brady down just a little bit, but he's definitely a fine fantasy option, but you should not a guy you should overdraft just for the name. Mm-mm, no, no. I mean, but you know, again, Brady will be a, 45, 4,600 yard passer. He'll get you your 35 plus touchdowns. He'll be fine. He'll be safe. And again, 
he's in that group of quarterbacks that you could you can just interchange, play around with. Be going in the gut of the draft, you could take and you'll feel fine about. It. And you can even pair Tom Brady with someone else that has a little bit of upside. You know, you'll hear this name as like you know someone that you could pair with a veteran option, but like a Trey Lance. I mean, you pair Tom Brady with Trey Lance, and Trey Lance is your starter week one. Then you have two options, and you can trade one for some for another piece. But that's an entirely uh, different uh, discussion. And we will talk about the whole uh, Godwin situation because I think that is a little interesting, um, little nugget to uh, to talk about. Uh, the running back situation: Leonard Fournette obviously has some weight concerns that are going on right now with him. Jake, on a scale of one to ten, the worryometer: how worried are you about Leonard Fournette and the weight concerns? Only about a four. Uh, mm-hmm. If they had maybe – if Ronald Jones was still there, if this was last season and we were going into the year with Ronald Jones and Burnett didn't have the season that he had last year, I would definitely be at more of like a seven on the concernometer. But they don't have any other options. I mean, are they really going to run out Keyshawn Vaughn and Giovanni Bernard? And, Rashad uh, White is Rashad another one. White, a rookie running back with Tom Brady. Uh, no. it, it's a tough sell for me there. They need Lenny. Lenny needs them. He just signed a big contract there, so he's not going anywhere anytime soon. What's he? Two sixty. He'll lose at least. He'll lose twenty pounds before the season starts, or something like that. He'll be fine. He'll play his way into shape. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to run away with that division in all likelihood. So uh, don't don't be too concerned. I have Leonard Fournette as my running back nine, if, and that's with everything considered. So Still his his 10. his listed weight right now is is two thirty five. So okay, they said something about 260 put, or some, yeah, some crazy it, nonsense like that. Yeah, if he's coming, if he's coming in at 260, you could expect him to lose, you can expect him to lose 15, 20 pounds, and, and you know, he can he can definitely cut that. Uh, where do you have uh Fournette in your ranks? I just uh running back nine. RB nine. Okay. I have him as the RB eleven. I did make a little move um before. I did take Aaron Jones and move him above Fournette, and we'll have to have the Camara discussion as well. Um, when we get there, but I mean, Fournette, Tom Brady's there. Fournette's going to be an appealing fantasy option. The only the only thing that I think is a little bit of a concern, if this is something that you uh, tend to worry about, is he does have the second toughest strength of schedule for running backs. So I don't know if that is something that is of concern, but perhaps you know if that is something that you take into consideration or want to worry necessarily about, then Leonard Fournette may not be a guy that you would want to go for. Maybe then you would go for someone like an Aaron Jones or um, Saquon Barkley even, or a Cam Akers or even a Javante Williams. So we'll move on to the wide receivers of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mike Evans, you know, you know what Mike Evans is bringing to the table just about now. The only receiver in NFL history to have every single year of his career. I believe this is the seventh year in a row that Mike Evans has had over a thousand yards. He is just a thousand yard machine, a threat for double digit touchdowns. And you add into the equation, there's no Chris Godwin. Mike Evans is going to be an absolute beast for fantasy. I have him as my wide receiver seven, Jake. My wide receiver seven too. I love him. Love him. Absolutely love him. You can get him in that mid to late round two range. Hats off to you. You're doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing with Evans, we always have to worry about that nagging hamstring injury. That seems to be a yearly tradition. He isn't getting any younger, but 
he has familiarity with Tom Brady when nobody else really does in the offense. That yeah. bodes well for me. I also, what I really like as well about Evans and investing really in the passing game of the Buccaneers is you look at the division that they're in as well. New Orleans, they've, they've gave a great defense. So New Orleans, you know, you got You got to worry about that a little bit. And Marshawn Lattimore has had success uh, covering Mike Evans in the past, but you look at Carolina and you look at Atlanta, those are four matchups right there where you can expect Mike Evans to potentially have a top five week. So, you, you know, it's like you're eh when you're going up against New Orleans, but you're all, all smiling and thumbs up when he's going up against Carolina and Atlanta. A quarter of the season. That, that, that's a significant chunk of uh, fantasy football right there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you're looking just at the schedule as a whole, if I can pull it up on fantasy pros. Yeah. So he has Dallas week one, which I would expect that he probably scores. And if I'm being completely honest, then he gets New Orleans. Then it's Green Bay, Kansas City, Atlanta, Pittsburgh, Carolina. That's four weeks right there where you can have some pretty nice fantasy production. Baltimore. I don't really know about Baltimore because they got shredded on the back end last year, but I don't expect that to happen again. No. So I'm not. It's kind of a wait and see. Yep, very much so. Then he has a date with Jalen Ramsey. So it's not quite the Jalen Ramsey of old, though. We saw Evans burn him in the playoffs last year. True. That's true. Before that, he was having a tough time. Then it's it's Seattle in London. We like that. Love that. Cleveland. Denzel Ward. Yeah. Another date with Lattimore on Monday night, though. On Monday night. Tom Brady on Monday, Monday night, night, which we know how much we love our Monday night. We do. San Francisco, good. Cincinnati, okay. Arizona, good. And then championship week against Carolina. And week 18, if you play week 18 championships, is when he's playing Atlanta again. Oh, that's a shame. We only get one Atlanta game. Yeah, only one Atlanta game for, with, with Mike Evans, which sucks. That's, that does suck. That does suck. But Evans is going to be fine. Again, he'll be a 1,000-yard guy. He'll get you double the touchdowns, I'm sure, especially with no Gronk and potentially no Godwin for X amount of games. There's talk that it might be, it could be three. Some are saying maybe even the full six. So we'll see. But shifting from Evans, let's talk about Godwin. Jake, let's just say Chris Godwin is – on the pup to start the year and he misses, he misses six weeks in the same boat then as Deandre Hopkins, who we know is missing six weeks and potentially Alvin Kamara, who we'll talk about in a minute. Are you, where are you taking Godwin and are you interested in, in Godwin at that point? No, I'm not interested. I'm, I'm sorry. I wouldn't be able to draft him. Okay. Where do you I, have him right now? I have him at, as my wide receiver 31. Okay. All right. So, I've pretty much ranked him in the middle of where would I expect to rank him if I knew he was healthy and where I know he would be if I knew he was going to miss six weeks. I have him as my wide receiver 25. If he's not healthy and you're telling me he's missing the first six weeks or any number of games, he's missing three. I'll have him around the wide receiver 30, 31 range. That's what I was into basing it off of. Yeah, he's if he's missing six, I'm putting him at like wide receiver thirty six or thirty seven. That's that's where I have DeAndre Hopkins. I don't I don't think I'd have him anywhere if I knew he was missing more than three games. I don't know if I would have any shares of him myself, yeah. but it's something that I would consider. 
But again, you better have a great team because Chris Godwin won't be able to help you for six weeks. And, and that's important right there. Your season can be over by the time he gets back. Correct. Correct. Spot on. So let's talk about Russell Gage then. If there is no Chris Godwin, Russell Gage is now the number two receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I have Russell Gage right now as my wide receiver 41. Very much sort of the same situation that I have with Godwin, where if Godwin comes down, Gage is moving up. If Gage is moving down because Godwin's healthy, Godwin's going to move up. So if you're telling me that Russell Gage is going to be the number two receiver in Tampa Bay with no Chris Godwin, yeah, I would like that. I would like that a whole lot. Let's see where Russell Gage is going right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little lower. Where do you have him? I have him as my wide receiver, 47. Ooh. But you're, you're not but, you're not a big Russell Gage guy, though. No, but if you were to tell me, though, that Godwin would be out for that for four to six weeks, I, I would definitely bump him up. Which definition of bump up? Would he be in your top 36? Um, Yeah. I think so. I think he would just make the cut. Okay. I mean, if you look at the receivers I have at 30 from at that range, we're talking about like a Gabe Davis for me, like Christian Kirk, Kenny Galladay. Yeah. We're See, not really, to, we're not talking about like uh real world beaters here. Say Godwin misses the six weeks then on player favorite game. Would you rather Russell Gage or Tyrell Lockett? Gage. Gage for me. Gage or Renfro? Renfro. I would take Renfro. Close. In full. In full. Yeah. In full. Gage or Smith? Devonta Smith. Devonta Smith. Give me Smith. Russell Gage or Dave Davis? Full. Gage. Give me Davis. I'm not, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not a Gabe Davis guy. I'm not a Gabe I'm Davis just not. guy either. I have, I have him as my wide receiver 34. So I'm, I'm lower on Davis Gage right now. Well, the price for Russell Gage right now is in round nine. Would you take a stab at that in round nine? Round nine, we could have a conversation depending on what other options are there. So he's going ahead of Michael Gallup. But, but I think that price will probably go up at some point, though. That's my only Oh, oh, absolutely. If Godwin, is con- if Godwin is confirmed out for six weeks, yeah, Gage is going up probably two, three whole rounds. Yeah, uh, and I can't, I can't buy into that. I think that just makes me want to buy the Evan stock even more if yes. Godwin is out more so yes. than Russell Gage. But could you could you make the argument though that Evans as the wide receiver seven is kind of projecting him without Godwin? It, it's on the back of my mind. It definitely was thought out. And also, you got to remember. I mean, training camp is important. I mean, all training camp, Tom Brady's just going to be feeding the ball to Mike yeah. Evans. I mean, when sure. Godwin gets back, they're not just going to miraculously snap mm-hmm. their fingers and they're all going to be great. Correct. It's going to take time to really work his way back into things. Yep. Any other uh, any other Tampa receiver that you want to uh, you want to talk about? No, I don't think there's any, there's any others that jump off the page to me. I mean, Scotty Miller, maybe Tyler Johnson. If you're in like eh. deep, deep, deep leagues, Tyler Johnson could be an interesting little sleeper. Um, of course, Tyler Johnson scored the touchdown to beat the Jets, so maybe Jake is a little bit better. Um, no, that was great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair. Rooting for losses. What are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So let's go on to the uh, to the tight end situation with the Bucks. So, of course, OJ Howard gone, Rob Gronkowski gone. It is Cabot Bright. It is, I believe, is it Kate Otten? Yes, Kate it Otten. is. It is. Okay, and recently signed Kyle Rudolph. Is there a tight end on this roster, Jake, that you want to have? on your no on your fantasy roster absolutely not no thanks where do you have cameron bray i have cameron bray ranked as my tight end 26 i have cameron bray as my tight end 20 yeah i don't, I don't love know. it but it's basically it's basically you're in the streamer territory he's he's around logan thomas uh gerald everett albert wakemanam uh robert tunyon you know it's very very like eh. I don't really – I would much rather take a stab on uh, Hunter Henry, Irv Smith, Noah Fant, uh, Mike Kosicki. By the way, I, I, I just out of curiosity, I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about this further. Um, where do you have Cole Komet? Cole Komet is my tight end 12. I have my tight, my tight end 10. All right. So I, I, I like hearing that there's people out there that have Cole Komet as a top 12 tight end. I love it. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely thinking about moving him up too. I'm, it sounds crazy, but I could see myself rostering Komet more than I would Darnell Mooney this year. Yep, I agree. I agree. I'm not. I'm not huge on Mooney. I'm not huge on Mooney myself. But that is for the uh, that's for the NFC North. So let's just go right on to the New Orleans Saints. Let's talk about Jameis Winston because we both love Jameis. We've been singing his praises for the entire offseason, and now here we are. Time for us to put up or shut up. Jake, where do you have Jameis Winston in your ranks? It's my QB sixteen. He is my QB seventeen. So we are right in the same ballpark. Yeah. I mean, let, let's just, can I, shall I take on the role right now? I, sure. Go ahead. Jameis Winston or Derek Carr? Uh, Derek Carr. Jameis Winston or Carson Wentz? Jameis. Big difference. Big difference. Seven spot difference between uh, Jameis and Wentz. Jameis Winston or Kirk Cousins? Cousins. One more. Jameis Winston or Tua? Back to back, back to back. I've had that little debate in my head between Jameis, Trevor, and Tua. I have Jameis. I have Jameis. I I might be a little bit lower on Trevor. I might have to move him up my rankings. That was the where one. Do you, where do you have Trevor? I only have him as my QB 20. I'm pretty much in the same ballpark as my QB 18. Jacksonville offense, like. Yeah. That's something I really want to go go crazy about. He, he's but. a nice guy to pair with one of those Derek Carrs, Kirk Cousins. Yes. something we we kind of know what we're getting Agreed. type of guys you want someone with upside that could potentially you know give yourself a nice little option to keep you position that's what trevor, trevor lawrence brings to the table and that is we correct. will we will be talking about trevor so hold, hold, oh, yeah, the, hold the phone yes but what what about Jameis is appealing to you uh well look at all look at the last full season he had starting with, with tampa bay with mm-hmm. two really good receivers and mike evans and chris godwin the Saints receivers are not too shabby, assuming Michael Thomas, who I'm sure we'll talk about eventually. Oh, we're is, going to. Is out there playing week one. And even if Michael Thomas doesn't play, Chris Olave and Jarvis Landry, not too shabby. Traquan Smith is back in the fold for New Orleans as well. Yeah. And, and also, he's going to have a lot of positive game scripts, too, where he's going to – the NFC is loaded. I mean, all football seems to be loaded, too. And especially against Tampa, you know Jameis want to make, it, make a statement against his former team. A lot of points will be scored. And if they won't have Alvin Kamara, they're not really going to be able to run the ball too much with too much efficiency. So the arrow's up. 
The mm-hmm. arrow is most certainly up, my friend. I like him a lot. I like him a lot, especially when you talk about guys that have some sort of upside. I mean, who has greater top 12, even top 10 upside in that QB 14 to 25 ish range? It's Jameis. It's Jameis in the second year guys for me. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your Trevor's, your uh, Mac Joneses, your Zach Wilson's. Yeah. Yeah. I could buy it. I'm so low on Mac Jones. Oh my God. Where do you have Mac Jones? (laughs) <laughs> i have mac jones as my qb 27 oh boy oh. i think he's terrible oh boy yeah I'm well, well QB 21 i'm a lot nicer no well uh, that will be what i put down for the <laughs> rankings debate even though I don't, I don't know how spicy it's gonna be but mac yeah. jones i'll put i'll put that one down um yeah i mean i'm listen if you could tell me Jameis is gonna be 17-game starter for the New Orleans Saints, given his last full year as a starter. He led the league in passing yards. Granted, also threw 30 interceptions, but led the league in passing. But when he went down with the ACL injury, he had a TD interception ratio of 14 to 3. He was so playing he was, smarter. He was playing much, much smarter. And we know the talent that Jameis possesses. So, hell yeah. there I will guarantee that if I'm not taking any of the quarterbacks we talked about in the group with Tom Brady in like round eight, round nine, if I'm not taking any of those guys, I can guarantee that I will have Trey Lance, Jameis Winston as a combo somewhere. Yeah, I, I would say Jameis in a second-year guy is a very good situation to be in. Even Jameis and, and, and Trevor. I'm fine with that. I'm f- absolutely 100% fine with that. All right, the running backs for the Saints. Alvin Kamara. Jake, where do you have Kamara in your ranks right now? Running back, 17. I have him as my RB9. I am ranking him as if he is going he's playing. to be in their week one. Yes. Okay, I have him ranked as if he's missing six games of the season. Okay. So, then let's do the opposite of this. Okay, we know if what he Alvin, plays. If, if Alvin, Alvin Kamara is playing week – Okay, if Alvin Kamara plays week one, he, he would be in my top – he'd probably be my running back five or six. I, 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 don't, I don't question that. So, you're saying that he's – that he would be in the consideration in some leagues to go sixth or seventh overall. Yes. Okay. Now let's say that Alvin Kamara misses those six weeks. Undraftable. He would be he would be out of my top 24 like that. But then the question becomes, what do you do then with Mark Ingram? Is Mark Ingram then an automatic top 24 running back? <laughs> no. <laughs> No, I, I just don't want any of the Saints running backs. I mean, it's interesting enough. The the undrafted rookie that they drafted is they gave him a decent amount of money. They did. The Abram Scott is I think is his name or something that like is his that. Name. Yep. I, I I just have a hard time thinking a thirty what Abram 30 Smith. Th- Abram Smith. Abram Scott. Smith. A, um, uh, what is Mark Ingram now? Like thirty three. I believe so. Mark Ingram. Is if I could find him in my ranks, he's my he's my RB forty seven right now. Mark so, Ingram is my running back forty nine. Okay, so I'm higher on him than, than than you are for right now. Yeah, he's he's thirty two years old. I just don't want to deal with it. Like I, I just don't want anything to do with the Saints backfield. And that'll be that. Like I just can't justify drafting Mark Ingram in my top seven rounds of fantasy in the year of twenty twenty two if Alvin Kamara's out for six games, because that's what he would probably be. He would go in the first seven rounds, I would say, if you t- if he was the quote-unquote starter. Would you consider him as a top 30 option? 
I mean, let me look at the running backs I have in my top 30. Say say Kamara no. misses six say Kamara misses six weeks. No, I, I I don't think he would be a top thirty option. I think he would be just outside of it. I think he would be thirty six. Yeah, yeah. I would I I would go as far as to say top thirty five. Okay, Mark Ingram, Mark Ingram or Rashad Penny. Rashad Penny. Give Penny as well. Mark Ingram or Chase Edmonds. Oof. Um. Uh, Mark Ingram. Give me Ingram as well. Mark Ingram or Kareem Hunt? Oh, Kareem Hunt. That's not even close for me. Kareem Hunt for me in, in full. Mark Ingram or Tony Pollard? Pollard. Give me Ingram. Pollard because I have the chance. Okay. Fair. Of greatness. Fair. Fair. Uh, Mark Ingram or Clyde Edwards Hilaire? Alaire, that one I don't think is too close for me. Clyde, Clyde for me as well. I'll give you one more. I'll give you two more actually. Uh, Mark Ingram or Melvin Gordon? Melvin. Melvin for me. And I'll give you one more. Mark Ingram or Cordero Patterson? Patterson. Give me Ingram. Give me Ingram. I'm not crazy about Patterson. I'm not crazy about him either. I mean, we'll talk about him today. Yeah, we'll talk talk about him. But but listen, Alvin Kamara plays – you know what you're getting, but this all goes very much in line with what we talked about with Chris Godwin just now, what we talked about with DeAndre Hopkins in the past. He is not going to help you if he, if he misses six games. It's not like an injury where he can just come back early. He is going to be potentially suspended for six weeks. So if you think that you're going to have a juggernaut of a team, then maybe Alvin Kamara is worthwhile because Alvin Kamara will put your team over the top when he comes back in six weeks. But if your team goes one and five, oh and six, he's not doing anything matter. for you, and you've just completely wasted your time. Yeah, undraftable. Think of, think of what we mentioned with Michael Thomas, and how there was all this excitement that oh, Michael Thomas could be back in six weeks, and he could be perfect. He could be a nice, a, a nice little spot that you know everyone could be sneaky to get in round six, round seven. Michael Thomas didn't play a down of football last year. Yeah, never Granted, again. That was injury. This is suspension. But hey, well, guys get hurt when they're when they're suspended too because they yeah, come back right away. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we've seen it before. We've seen it before. So uh, if you're on the conservative side of the coin, just don't don't even bother going anywhere near Alvin Kamara. Probably uh, for for the best in in this uh, instance. So the wide receivers for the Saints: Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, and Jarvis Landry. Uh, Jake, I'm assuming that you have them ranked, of course, Thomas 1, Alave 2, Jarvis 3? That is correct. I, I, I got to say I'm a little low on Alave. I only have him as a, my wide receiver 46. I am as my wide receiver 45. Okay. All right. So so I thought I was low on him, yeah. and I'm, I'm not. Where do you have Jarvis by any chance? Jarvis is outside my top 50. I didn't rank him. Yeah, he's outside my, he's outside my top 50 as well. Outside my top 50, I have him as my uh, wide receiver 54 alongside Devontae Parker, Tyler Boyd, Sky Moore, and Christian Watson. Yeah, Michael Thomas is, is the white whale. I have, my, I have an interesting mm-hmm. ranking for Michael Thomas. Yeah, so let's – well, let me ask you – let me just ask you this. Before we, go, before we go talking about Michael Thomas, because we're going to spend I'm, – I'm assuming we're going to spend a good amount of time on Michael Thomas. If Michael Thomas does not play, and he's going to start camp on the pup, but there is the expectation that Michael Thomas will be practicing at some point in the near future. 
if Michael Thomas does not play for whatever reason, how far are you going to move Alave and Jarvis up your ranks? Like if you're telling, is Will Michael either Thomas- one of them be a top thirty-six receiver? Yeah, Alave, absolutely. Top thirty? Yes. With Jameis Winston at at the helm? Yes. They top traded 24. up to get this guy. Uh, not quite there yet. Okay, so who would be a top thirty receiver? Then I was top thirty Jarvis receiver would be top thirty-six. In full? Yeah. Okay. Kind of. I, not a guy I really want. Olave, I'd, I would definitely be intrigued by. Yeah, yeah. Olave yeah. would be uh, – I mean, Olave, but, I'm interested in this. You know what's crazy is I ranked Michael Thomas as if everything is going to be good. He's going to mm-hmm. be out there week one because I think that's the case. They're, they're, I know he's on the pup right now, but I, I don't really want people to overreact for the pup right now. That's Teams do that as a, as a concern. If he's on the pup like halfway through, okay, we have a problem. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. They could be on the pup for a few days or a week. He's he's at a group of receivers that I think are very interchangeable for me. Jalen Waddle, Brandon Cooks, Terry McLaurin, DK Metcalf, and Michael Thomas. I have my wide receiver 20, but I know that the second that I know he takes the field and he's in pads and he's practicing, he could explode to being a top borderline 15 option for me. He's the position. wide receiver 15 for me. Yeah. And yeah, if so he's I, in pad, yeah, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, if he's in pads ready to go, I, I think I would have a hard time keeping him out of my top twelve. Really do. I mean, I don't I don't I don't blame you when you're talking about, you know, putting him against the likes of DJ Moore, T. Higgins, Michael Pittman, Deontay Johnson. I, I kind of think I like the upside of Michael Thomas over all of those guys, to be honest. You said, you said a name in there that we're gonna discuss today, and I'll save my comments. Okay. All right. Well, I know I know who I know who well, it could be two guys. Yeah, it could, be, it could be two guys, so we'll have to uh, we'll have to figure out and see which one which one it is. Uh, the tight end situation for the Saints, obviously, it is not great. I think the highest the highest highest tight end tight end that I have ranked for the Saints might be Adam Troutman. Yes, it is at tight end twenty seven, and the next best option for me is Jawan Johnson at tight end fifty. I have Troutman at tight end 28, and I don't have Johnson ranked. I only have 30 tight ends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, look, you're, you're really not going to be going for, you know, a Saints tight end unless you're in the uh, the deepest of uh, the deepest of leagues. But uh, Troutman may have some appeal, especially if you want a piece of that New Orleans offense with uh, with Jameis. Then I can understand maybe wanting to go take, take the splash and maybe hope for the best in 12, 14 team leagues on a second tight end in Adam Troutman. All right, the Panthers. I just want to ask you this. We'll, we'll just keep this really, really simple because the quarterback situation is a fucking disaster. Uh, who started week one for the Panthers, Donald or Mayfield? Baker. Baker for me as well. I have him as my QB 28. Baker's a little – oh, I have him as my QB 24. I think Baker's a little sneaky this year. Interesting. Yeah, I, I think Baker's a little sneaky. I really do. Interesting. I mean, I have him, I have him below Jared Goff. I have him below Daniel Jones. Carson Wentz, Davis Mills, but I have him above Mariota, Garoppolo, Deshaun Watson, uh, Drew Locke, Kenny Pickett. I have him ahead of Daniel Jones. All right, I mean they're, and Davis they're Mills. Kind of, yeah, they're kind of in the same the same boat. I actually I actually like Davis. I think Davis Mills is actually a little sneaky, but we will we will talk about da- Davis Mills uh, in this episode. So, uh, all right, Christian McCaffrey, we got, we have to talk about this now. Um, I have him ranked as my RB three. I don't want to draft him, but again, 
if Christian McCaffrey plays even 12 games, you're getting a league winner. Just period, end of story, guy that should go number one overall. I'm as the, the RB6. Is, is he going to play? It's just a, it's just not a question that I want to find out. Mm-hmm. So I'll let somebody else deal with it. Correct. Correct. I don't want to. I don't want to be burdened by that. Honestly. No. Honestly, I, I I just don't. I just don't. I don't have any time for it. But again, we know what Christian McCaffrey is when when he plays. And I'm gonna see where I have him. Uh, what do I have him down for in terms of his projections? So I have him down for 1,100 yards rushing. Eight rushing touchdowns, 93 receptions for 812 yards on four receiving touchdowns. So 16 total touchdowns. Uh, no, excuse me, uh, 12, uh, 12 total touchdowns for, for for McCaffrey. Math. Math is hard sometimes. Yeah. But again. God bless to everyone that takes him. Best of luck. Yep. I agree. I agree. I Honestly, honestly, a move could be. Hey, this is coming from the Jake Simone School of uh, School of Trading here. He plays week one. He puts up 35 points. Trade him. Yeah, maybe deal him. Deal him Trade while him. he's hot. Mm-hmm. Yes, that that could be a move. Is Let's see. He plays Cleveland in week one. Not a bad matchup. No, not bad at all. It's pretty matchup proof, though, with the pass catching upside. So Yes, yes. And we, yeah. we've seen countless times that McCaffrey in full point you know, he could, he doesn't have to score. He'll have, you know, 15 carries, 74 yards, but he'll have nine catches and he has a monster day. That's about even a touchdown. You, you had a touchdown on top of that. I mean, that's like, that's icing on top of the cake. Yeah. Agreed. All right. The receivers for the Panthers, uh, DJ Moore, is he a top 12 option for you, Jake? Nope. Where do you have him? My wide receiver, 18. Ooh. Okay. I have this, I have the top 12 option. So let me ask you. You're higher on Baker than I am, but you're not as hot on DJ Moore. What gives? I'm not that. Well, the, the thing is, Moore is just so boring, man. Like, the touchdowns have always been the problem. Is he really a guy that's going to win you a fantasy football league? Like, if no. I put a polygraph on you right now, you'd say no. Those no. kind of guys for me. I, I'm I'm just not interested in those guys are so boring. They it's just like a participation type player for me. Like I like Baker in terms of like a streamer or, you know, if I if an injury happens or two bad QB matchup, option two QB, not a guy that's going to win me my fantasy football league, maybe a week, not the league. Right. And I, like that's how I view DJ Moore. It's like we see these kind of guys all the time. It's just kind of like how I rank Brandon cooks too, to be honest with you. And like how I feel about cooks and uh, like Allen Robinson, when he was on the bears, we'll talk about Allen Robinson another time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like, he's one of those guys where it's like, it's a good guy to have to stay competitive, but I'm trying to win fantasy football titles here. He's a guy that gets set, you to the playoffs. This guy doesn't win you a championship. Exactly. And, and that's my gripe with him. I mean, he's fine. That's He's it. Fine. Yeah. He's fine. So where do you have Robbie Anderson then? I have Robbie Anderson all the way down as my wide receiver. Uh, 54. Jeez. Okay. I have, I have my wide receiver 62. Okay. So yeah, I'm not interested. I'm not interested. Mm-mm. No, no. 
Um, no, I, so I'm outside, definitely not. We'll make this. We'll make this really easy. Um, outside of Christian McCaffrey to an extent and DJ Moore. Well, okay, I'll rephrase this question. Outside of McCaffrey and DJ Moore, is there any noteworthy option in this passing game for Carolina? No. No, not for me either. I mean, I got Tommy Tremble at tight end 36. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not going to be rostering a single Carolina Panther. I might stream Baker from time to time. That's about it. If Darnold is the quarterback, I'll, you'll have to bump DJ Moore down your rankings even more. Mm-hmm. He's the wrong more to want more of. Uh, yeah, He's not agreed. the more. <laughs> agreed. Agreed. The Atlanta Falcons. Marcus Mariota, do you have him inside your top 30? I do. Okay. I can tell you in a minute. I have Marcus Mariota as my quarterback 27. I have Excuse me, 26. I have Mac Jones at 20. I have him ranked out of Mac Jones. I have Mariota at 30. I think I, I am I crazy in saying that Mariota actually presents some interesting rushing upside. Yeah, that's why I have him ranked inside the top 30 like that. It's like he would I ever want to play him? No. No. But eh, I, I can make this really short and sweet for everybody. Outside of Kyle Pitts, please, please just don't bother with the Atlanta Falcons. Just just put them on ice. And even Kyle Pitts at the current ADP, not for me. I won't have any Falcons this year. Well, I, I do want to talk about Cordero Patterson. And, of course, we, we discussed um, Cordero Patterson. We're both down on him. Um is it more that you just don't expect Cordero Patterson to do what he did last year again? I mean, yeah, he's not the kind of guy where you could, you've seen these flash in the pans before. Oh yeah. All the time. Really? And it's not like they're scoring a ton of points. It it is a little interesting in PPR because of the lack of receivers they have Mm -hmm. other than Drake London. They pretty much have nobody and they don't really have any running back. Damian Williams. Um, Algier is a rookie. We liked him out of the draft, but uh, yeah, Cordell Patterson um, is like one of those like wait you kind of you, you ever look at your fantasy football board from when the season's over and like why the fuck did I waste my time with Cordell Patterson mm-hmm. and when I, I could have found somebody like you see all these other guys that get taken it's like why did I take that guy he gives me Mike Davis vibes yes yes to a much lesser extent I don't think Patterson's going in the fifth round like Davis was last year no no let's see where Cordell Patterson he, is he, going he kind of right gives me um like who was a freaking fluke one year. It was like a mid-round pick the next year. Miles Gaskin. Yes. Thank you. That was that's a much better example. Um, so a, a curse word I, on the show. I have I have Cordell Patterson inside my top thirty-five, however, at, as my running back thirty-three. All right, so you're higher on him than I am. A little bit in full PPR. So Cordell Patterson is going in the eighth round right now. Yeah, it's like no. No. Nope. He's going around Kenneth Walker, Michael Carter, Ramondre Stevenson, James Cook, who I like a lot. Um, but then if you're looking at receiver options, if he's a receiver on your site, he's going around Amon Ross St. Brown, Rashad <laughs> Bateman, Juju Smith-Schuster. Are you kidding me? I, I shit you how not. is he going higher? Is there a, how? Like, who is willingly taking Cordell Patterson over those guys? No idea. And, of course... Our good friend, Brandon Ayuk. You, you want to know? <laughs> I have Brandon Ayuk as my wide receiver, 43. And I think I'm being very generous. Let me see where I have Brandon Ayuk. <laughs> I have my, my wide receiver, 42. 
And I think I'm being generous. Yeah, I do too. I really do. If I could rank him, if rankings were a popularity contest, Brandon Ayuk would be at my wide receiver 153 where Scotty Miller is. Like, no thanks. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, Drake London, where's he at in your in your ranks? He's my wide receiver 44, as a matter of fact. My wide receiver 39 for for London. I think I he, can, he's an interesting, you I know, little dart throw. I could bump him up. I, I mean, the receivers that I have ranked ahead of him, I have Christian Kirk, Traylon Burks, no. Kenny Galladay, our good buddy Brandon Ayuk. And I also have Alan Lazard ranked ahead of him as well. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I have Lazard as a top 45 option, um, but I'm not I, – I teeter with Lazard and, and, and Watson. Just draft them both. Yep, you said it. Draft them both. Both. I'm going to do it somewhere. I'm going to do it somewhere with Aaron Rodgers, 100%. And see see who's the lucky winner. And watch it just become – just watch it just becomes Randall Cobb. You go uh, – yeah, well, you draft Aaron Jones with that. It's oh, a good little fantasy. That team. could be interesting. That could, that could be an interesting. That, that could be an interesting. I can't. Rogers when's the NFC North? Jones. You got to have me on the podcast for that one. That that is interesting. Not really. If you wanted to go for something more surefire, going Rogers and Jones, and but you're just going to be saying curse words at AJ Dillon whenever he's at the on on the field one yard line. Screw it. Draft him too. <laughs> I mean, Jesus, you, you're just looking to hoard all of the Packers touchdowns. I love the Packers. I know you do. I know you do. You you love them endlessly. Uh, then uh, Kyle Pitts is he your tight end three? Yeah, yeah. One second. Yep, he's my tight end three as well. I mean, I mean the touchdown upside is a little uh, is a little bit worrying, but I mean if he can get you if he can really improve and get you four or five touchdowns, then I think Kyle Pitts is is okay. All right, so let's go to the AFC South. And we are going to start with the Tennessee Titans. Of course, a massive turnover for the Titans. No more A.J. Brown for the Tennessee Titans. So Ryan Tannehill really is going to have to work with Robert Woods and Traylon Burks, who we'll get to in a minute. But Ryan Tannehill, for me, my QB 22, I'm not a huge fan. I would absolutely love to not have any share of Ryan Tannehill at all. Uh, Derek Henry. Now, that, that is a different story. Derek Henry, my RB4, you know what you're going to get out of Derek Henry you know that he is going to be a absolute workhorse. You know that Derrick Henry is going to record somewhere in the neighborhood of 350, 360 carries. That's just who Derrick Henry is, my RB4. I love him. And I know Jake is very much in the camp that if he had the choice at number one overall, his guy more likely than not would be Derrick Henry, correct? Derrick Henry is my number, uh, number one running back and number one player. Not surprised. Not surprised. Does does yeah. the does the loss of AJ Brown and the clear downgrade on offense worry you with Derrick Henry at all? Yeah. I think it helps Derrick Henry. Interesting. You think you're just gonna, you know, roll with him and that's it. They're gonna roll with Henry and Traylon Burks is no bum. I mean, 
Robert Woods will come back. They still have some pieces in the past game as well. It's not like they have nobody. I mean, right. I, listen, I saw Ryan Tannehill and the Jets come to Met, uh, excuse me, and the Titans come to play the Jets at MetLife Stadium. And they had literally, I never even heard of these guys. Oh, was receiver. it like, uh, was it like uh, Chester Rogers? Chester Rogers, yes. Yeah. Yep. And, and Derek Henry played just fine. Yep. It's fair. Offensive line, though, has gotten, has gotten worse. So that could also be a little bit of a concern, but Derrick Henry. It's yeah. Derrick Henry. Really, the only, the only thing that could really slow down Derrick Henry might be Father Time. If that. Yeah, and he is Father Time is undefeated. But Derrick Henry, yeah, I mean, look, if you have if you have a top five pick and you have the opportunity to take Derrick Henry, you do it. You do it, and you just lather it up. I'm hearing rumors in my one league that people are afraid to take Derrick Henry, and I have the ninth pick. And I'm starting to get excited. If he's there at number nine, it would be pure idiocy. You need to, you just need to go behind your house and uh, do a cartwheel. It's almost like remember when I had the 11th pick in a draft that we did, and somehow Antonio Brown, when he was on the Steelers, was there at 11. It's just like yes. How? <laughs> it makes no sense because guess what? You sleep better at night with Antonio Brown in full point PPR on the Steelers. On the Steelers, yes, with Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, the receivers, Traylon Burks, Robert Woods. Who do you have ranked higher, Jake, Woods or Burks? Burks. Burks, definitely. Woods is uh, interesting because I don't know how long he's going to be out for. Where do you have Burks? Burks is my wide receiver, 42. I have Burks as my wide receiver, 43. Where do you have Woods? I have Woods as my wide receiver, 48. I have Woods as my wide receiver, 44. I just don't know how long he's going to be out for. That's kind of what played into my yeah. thought process with that yeah, whole de- thing. It's definitely a concern. And, you know, I don't know if I'm going to move Woods up if I know that he's got a clean bill of health. Um, but he, I think Burks and Woods are two totally different receivers. I think it really goes in line with what we were talking about with DJ Moore in terms of a guy that can help you win a championship and a guy that can help you make the playoffs. I think Burks is the guy that you take where if he booms, you're potentially contending for a championship woods. I don't know if there's a real boom with Robert Woods. I think there's a nice return on investment. Maybe you get woods. If you're taking him at the wide receiver 45 range and you're getting maybe a wide receiver 30 back in full point PPR, that's a nice little, uh, nice little ROI there, but I mean, he's not going to help you win a championship. Maybe, maybe he's a nice wide receiver three for you. No, and maybe he fills it. in a, as a third wide receiver and three wide receiver leagues but he's not going to win you a championship. Whereas Burks, Burks booms. He might help you win a championship. Agreed. Completely agree. Any tight ends on the roster that you are interested in? Uh, Austin Hooper is a little interesting. Yeah. There have been a, a few reports out there that, that Ryan Tannehill and Austin Hooper have really been, been clicking early on. So yeah, it kind of reminds me of the John U. Smith days. And Tannehill has so. a history. Very, very much so. I don't see a lot of uh, huge upside with Austin Hooper, but he does have the second easiest uh, strength of schedule for tight ends. And, I mean, you're taking him. Where do you have Austin Hooper ranked? I have as my tight end 24. I have my tight end 25. So you're taking him in that range. If he can get you maybe on a good day, I have him down for 58 receptions. So if he can get you maybe, you know, on the extreme end, he gets you 65, 70 catches and maybe six or seven touchdowns. It's pretty good. You'll take that. Yeah, that. That's really good. You'll take that. 
you you will absolutely take that. You'll be very happy with that, and you'll just be, you'll be smiling. All right, let's go to the Indianapolis Colts. Matt Ryan, of course, the new guy in town. Where do you have Matt Ryan in your ranks? QB twenty one. I have him as the QB twenty. I like him. I think it's a new situation for him, and the offensive line is good. I think we've we've seen that Matt Ryan still has a little something in the tank. Granted, it was in a terrible situation in Atlanta. Goes to a much better situation in Indianapolis. He'll have more time to throw. He's got a great offensive line in front of him. Great running back behind him. Great emerging receiver with Michael Pittman, who we'll talk about in a minute. I like the situation for Matt Ryan a lot. I do too. I like it more for X's and O's of football, more so than fantasy football. Yes, I agree. I agree. Uh, Jonathan Taylor. He's my he's my RB one. You know what you're getting. He's going to be the focal point of the offense. He's going to get a shit ton of carries. He's going to score a lot. He's in a great situation. He's in a great situation. And I think, you know, if you, if, if he's someone that you want to consider at one, you consider it, you take it. Great. Even though I don't think there's an out and out number one pick this year, Jonathan Taylor would still be the guy for me. But my RB2. Yeah. Absolutely. But if you get him, you get him at RB2, you're, you're feeling great. You're feeling great about that. Just wish he caught more passes. That's the only thing that that's, I wish. Yes, that, that's the only thing is that the PPR upside is absolutely capped with, with Jonathan Taylor. I have him down for, let me just check the projections. I have him down for 38 receptions, which about. is not great versus yeah. Derek Henry. Who I have down for, <laughs> I have Derrick Henry down for 27 receptions. I just, Derrick Henry, it's just Derrick Henry. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like, right. Well, well, let me just now look at the, at the, the carries. So I have 334 carries going to Jonathan Taylor. And then for Derrick Henry, I have 383. So almost 50 more carries that are going to, to Derrick Henry versus that's Jonathan Taylor. You're fine with either of them. Oh, you're you're doing fine. You're you're living a good life with uh, with Derrick Henry or or with Jonathan Taylor. All right. Well, Michael Pittman. Is this the guy, Jake? Did you had something something to say? No, it was DJ Moore. It was DJ Moore. Okay, it was so DJ you do, Moore. You, you do like I Michael like Pittman. Pittman. Yeah. Where do you have him? My wide receiver twelve. I have him as my wide receiver fourteen, but I like him. I think he's got tremendous upside. I think Michael Pittman actually has top eight or nine uh, upside. Let's play the game. Sure. Michael Pittman or T. Higgins? Higgins by one. Michael Pittman or A.J. Brown? Brown. Michael Pittman or Jalen Waddell? Pittman. Michael Pittman or Deontay Johnson? Pittman. Michael Pittman or Debo Samuel? Debo, I don't love it. I'll give you one more. Michael Pittman or Cortland Sutton? Pittman. Pittman. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm I'm down-ish on Sutton. I have Sutton as my, my wide receiver 21. And you have DJ Moore ranked ahead of Michael Pittman. Yes. Yes, I do. Okay. Yes, I do. But more, it's really more Brown, Higgins, Pittman, Johnson are very interchangeable for me. 
See, I have Sutton over there instead of DJ. You know, I love me some Cortland Sutton. Oh well, that that's one we're definitely going to have on the on the debate show for sure. Because I'm not, I'm not crazy about Sutton. I am also not really crazy about Judy either. I don't have Judy in my top twenty four at the position. Uh, let's see. I just have Jerry Judy in my top twenty four. Yeah, I'm barely, and it's subject to change. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty down on the Broncos' pass catchers. Just I like Sutton. I like Sutton a lot. I think Sutton's the guy that's going to benefit the most from having Russell Wilson in town. He's the catch radius, um, the track record. I think he finally has a quarterback that he can rely on. Yes, I like Sutton a lot. The tight end situation in Indianapolis. Not great. Not great. They drafted Jelani Woods. Okay, great. Cool. Awesome. Um, But then it's like Moali Cox. Moali Cox is my tight end thirty. Yeah, Moali Cox is my tight end thirty-three. This the no, I'm I'm good. Thank you. No thanks. Yep, I'm good. The Houston Texans. Davis Mills. We talked about him before. I think he provides some some level of upside. But am I talking that he's going to be a top twelve quarterback? No, no, I don't. Yeah. It's not exciting. I just no thanks. I'll, I'll always have a better option. Yeah, it's it's not exciting. I don't love it. The running back situation, as of right now, it is looking like Marlon Mack is going to be the starter for the Houston Texans. God Ugh. help us all. God help us all. God help us all. Um, for me, the highest ranked Houston running back that I have is Damian Pierce as my RB46. I have Damian Pierce as my RB45. Ooh. I like him. I like, I like him. him too. I'm, I will have my fair share of Damian Pierce. Mar- I will not have any shares of Marlon Mack, probably. Absolutely not. Not a chance. Where do you have Marlon Mack in your ranks? He's not even in my top 50. Yep, he's a, he's my RB58. Yeah, I, I, I stop at 50. I, I, I just don't. You don't have the time for it. That's fair. It's, I don't have the time for it. It's just like, what? <laughs> I just don't see how Marlon Mack is going to take me to promising the promised places. land. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I'm praying to everything out there that Damian Pierce will be the starting running back for the Houston Texans in due course. But in deep leagues, 12 and 14 team leagues, Marlon Mack could be the guy if you're looking for someone late that you can go and invest on. That could be your, your safe little play as someone maybe that'll get you a nice, you know, touchdown share early on in the season. But I know for anybody who wants Damian Pierce to be the guy, myself included and, and Jake included, uh, Marlon Mack is just going to be a consistent pain in the ass. And Rex Burkhead too. We can't forget. The yeah, Rex Burkhead too. Rex yeah, Rex Burkhead. Burkhead too. Do I even have him ranked? Let me see. I don't have him ranked. Uh, I have Burkhead down as my RB71. Right, at, right ahead of our good friend, Miles Gaskin. Oh, man. It pained me. It pained me that I actually had to rank Miles Gaskin as a top 100 running back. I really wanted to put him down. They were talking about Gaskin potentially being shopped during training camp. Uh, How about released? So he's out of my life forever. Oh, but you just know he'll go somewhere else. Like the Denver Broncos, I'm sure, will be loving them. Please kill me. Please kill me. That's exactly what I want. A three-headed monster of Miles Gaskin, Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams. Or even better, even better. Jake, you want Miles Gaskin to be a real pain in our asses? You know where he will go? The San Los Francisco. Angeles Rams. 
Oh, no, pain no. in the ass to Cam Akers. No, no, no. I was thinking San Francisco, maybe. I think San Francisco is going to add another running back for the season. Probably, if, especially now if they want to use the, and, the whole committee. And who comes to mind but our good friend, Devontae Freeman. Of course. <laughs> why not, right? Why Why the fuck not? Why Just why not? Why not? Even like Latavius Murray. Let's just get the band back together. Latavius Murray makes a little bit of sense if Alvin Kamara is going to miss time in New Orleans. Oh, it makes a lot of sense. Oh, God. A lot of sense. The pain. You're not kidding. You're not kidding. Please, God, just stick with Mark Ingram. Then then you go out and get Mark Ingram. Let me know how that goes. (laughs) Yeah, no, not well. Not well. Um, All right. The. Oh, who the hell are we? Oh, we're talking about the Texans. I'm an idiot. Uh, Brandon Cooks. Okay, Probably the Brent. only the only half intriguing solid fantasy option that we have. Yes, my wide receiver next. 21. He's fine. My wide receiver 17. He's fine. Fine. He's fine. Solid. He'll be the number one option there. I mean, we can't forget the first month of the season, Brandon Cooks was the wide receiver one. And yep. there were people that were just like, uh, the, the fuck? The fuck yep. is going on? He's um, fine. He's fine. He's safe. He's consistent. You're, you're going to have to expect like a week or two of just nothing. Yep, because the Texans are awful, but no complaints. He'll have he'll have his boom games, and it helps that he goes up against Jacksonville and uh, Tennessee twice, because we yep. know Tennessee can't cover anybody. And same thing with Jacksonville. Indianapolis could be a little bit little bit of an issue, but I'm pretty comfortable with starting him in the four matchups against Tennessee and uh, Jacksonville. I'm I'm comfortable with that. I agree. I think he's a set it and forget it. Uh, yeah, I would say so. And, and, you know, not to mention too, that there are going to be a lot of negative game scripts for, for Houston. So garbage time out. The a lot game. of garbage time out of Brandon cooks. Yeah. Which, which I, I, I like a whole lot. Uh, and then the tight end situation, Brevin Jordan, I think he could be a little bit interesting. Not ranked. <laughs> I have, my, I have my tight end 28. No, uh, I didn't rank him. Has my tight end 28. Let me see where the next best option at Houston for Houston is. If I have one, I don't have one. It's just Brevin Jordan. Not ranked for me. All right, let's go to Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence. Uh, QB 20. Has my QB QB 18. I think it prevents significant upside. I like him a lot. A lot of upside. Yep. A lot of upside. I think the lack of true number one receiver kind of hurts his upside, though, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think so, too. But I also find it very hard to believe that a guy that everyone was calling the next best thing, can't miss, surefire, has a bad year, and everyone just says, oh, yeah, he sucks. We just got to forget about him. He's terrible. That's true. That definitely plays in the thought process there. I like yeah. Trevor Lawrence this year. Post hype sleeper, guys. Post hype sleeper, Trevor Lawrence. That could be that could be your uh, your guy. The running back situation. We have Travis Etienne. We have James Robinson. Now, James Robinson, big question mark on whether or not he is going to uh, be back for the start of the regular season after having that torn Achilles in week seventeen last year or week eighteen at the end of the season. Yes, at yes. Is at the end of the season. I just forget well which week it was off, off the top of my head. Um, but if Travis Etienne is the guy by himself, I have Travis Etienne as a top 20 running back in full point. It's my RB 20. Yep. I have it 19. Yeah. He's fine. Uh, yep. He's fine. I actually think he's a little exciting because I do, I do think that Trevor Lawrence, if anything is going to find comfort in Travis Etienne, a guy that he knows guy that he's played with before. I think that's going to help Lawrence a lot. Real quick. Mm-hmm. Travis Etienne or David Montgomery. Montgomery by one. Travis Etienne or Josh Jacobs? Etienne. Travis Etienne or J.K. Dobbins? Etienne by one. Travis Etienne or Elijah Mitchell? Etienne. 
Travis Etienne or Brees Hall? Etienne. Travis Etienne or Antonio Gibson? Etienne. Travis Etienne or James Conner? Conner. Okay, so that's kind of where you're drawing the line in the sand. Yep, that's where that's where I draw I draw the line. Basically, you listed my RB 20, 21, 22, 23, and 24 in okay. comparison with Etienne. In, any, in, in, in no particular order. So, Fair. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Let me just see where he's going currently in the ADP. He's going oh, – oh, we don't like it. Um, No, actually, you know what? I, t- I take that back. He's Let me going, guess. Yeah, go ahead. Late four? Late four. Four nine. <clears throat> four nine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, let me just tell you the guys that are going around him. Okay. The guys that are going before him, just before he's going in the same round as Elijah Mitchell, Cam Akers, Josh Jacobs. They're being taken before him. In fairness, I have all three ranked ahead of ahead of Travis Etienne. I have just Akers ahead of of Etienne. But then the guys that are being drafted after him, Clyde, Damian Harris. Oh, God. A.J. Dillon. Please, no. Miles Sanders. Brees Hall. Absolutely not. Of, of all those guys though, that you did mention, Hall is a little bit more exciting than those other guys. Hall is the one that I would take over all of them. All of them. Yeah, I think so too. But Yeah, over Clyde, Damian Harris, A.J. Dillon, Miles Sanders. Yeah, I would, I would take Hall. I would take Hall over those guys. So really, running backs better grab one. They get shaky. They get shaky late. Yeah, so if, any, if this conversation in this podcast is doing anything, maybe it's convincing you to just take go double, double running back early on in drafts. Maybe that's uh, that's the move. I was thinking about double receiver before I heard that. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, you know, it could be interesting. We'll we'll have to have another. Um, that's another that's where you take a Brees Hall if yeah. you go to double receiver because you need yeah. something. Mm-hmm. I think so. And we'll do we'll do a definite full um, draft strategy dive as we get closer to legit drafts, and we'll talk about exactly what we are going to be doing in drafts. Uh, for this year to help you guys navigate um, everything drafts. Because, I mean, hey, we're closing in on a month, guys. We're closing in on a month away until drafts. So, yeah, be ready. Be ready because it's 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 almost here. Uh, the receivers for Jacksonville, it really is just Christian Kirk, isn't it? And it's like Marvin Jones, who's down as my wide receiver, 70. LaVisca Chenault, who's down as my wide receiver, 73. Christian Kirk is my, is my wide receiver 40. Um, I, like him, <laughs> I like him a lot in like mid round nine. Moderate. I like him in moderation. Yes. I'm not going out of my way to take Christian Kirk, but if you're stuck in round late round eight, early round nine, mid round nine, and you see Christian Kirk there, they just paid him to be the number one receiver. You take him, regardless of whether or not you think he's going to be good. You just take him, and you hope for the best. Yeah, completely agree. That I don't think he hurts you. I, I don't, don't think he. I don't think he hurts you. I don't think he's no. completely useless in fantasy no, this year either. I don't either. I don't think he's like one of those. Okay, he's useless. I think there could be weeks where you, you contemplate, especially with bye weeks rolling around. I think you can you could talk me into maybe Christian Kirk. Agree, depending on matchup. Yeah. If you were to play the matchup game, like if he's going up against Houston, fuck yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. 
I'm all over that. Yes, or Tennessee. Please. Yeah, Tennessee too. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, let's just see. Let's just have a look here at Christian Kirk, and we're doing we're doing fine on time. So we can definitely go and look at Christian Kirk's schedule. So he plays Washington to start. We'll, we'll play. We'll play this game. I'll tell you who Christian Kirk is playing. We'll go through his schedule. And just as is, we'll t- tell me if you would start Christian Kirk this week in a bind. Okay. At Washington. Nope. Need to see it first. Nope. I wouldn't. I would not start him either. Against the Colts. No, that's a tough matchup. Nope. Not me either. Against at the Chargers. Yes, because I think, yes, there will be, I think there will be a lot of garbage time. That's a game that Jacksonville will be trailing. Yeah, I think so. I, I would start him there as well on a bind. At Philly, I would. I would too. Week five at home versus Houston. Yeah. Smash play. Yep. Almost. I agree. I would probably, I would probably consider not and the bu- having and the- him. The buys begin too, I believe, week five. Yes, yes, okay. that's when the buys start. And I, I would consider it in non. I probably would consider Christian Kirk being a top 30-ish play against the Texans. I agree. At Indianapolis week six, no. No. At home versus the Giants week seven, yes. Yes. At home versus the Broncos week eight. Oh, sorry. No, that's a London game. That's a London game. No, I like to avoid the London game at all costs. I do too. I do too. I would say no. Week nine at home versus the Raiders, I would. I would. I would too. Week 10 at Kansas City, I would. I would. Then he has his bye week 11. Then it's at home versus Baltimore, I wouldn't. No. No thanks. Week 13 at Detroit. Yes. Week 14, I would start him against Detroit. Week 14 at Tennessee, I would. I would. Week 15 at home versus Dallas, I would. Uh, Maybe. I I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with – no. I mean, Diggs could be shadow. Eh. In a bind, I would. Maybe. Week, maybe in a bind, yeah. 16 against the Jets, Absolutely. I would. Eh, I don't know. The Jets' corners aren't the same old Jets' corners from – No, 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 no. No, I'm going complete complete opposite. I think yeah. it's gonna I think it's gonna be a shootout between number one, number two overall. And I know it's Thursday night, but I would want a piece of that if I'm being quite honest. It could be last year was kind of a shootout between the two of them in yeah. a sense. I mean that's, it was that's more why so, I want that. It's nothing to yeah. do with I think the Jets are gonna be shit or anything. I think it just comes down to points I, in the game, I would, I would prime time game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I guess in a bind, but again, Thursday we we there's things in life that we don't like. Thursday night football is at the top of the list. Yeah, that's London. Fair. London games are next. Yep. Guys on the PUP or suspended list for a quarter of the season are right there as well. Miles Gaskin, Miles Gaskin, and Brandon Ayuk, and Curtis Samuel. Oh, and Curtis Samuel. Yes, of course, <laughs> of course. And then Week Seventeen at Houston. Yes, of course. Okay. All right, so we did this. We did this um, for the NFC East and the AFC East. So I'm going to do it. We're going to do it here. So this is a one quick question. This comes from Bird Jake. Where is Bird from? Portland, Oregon, second house. Beautiful place. Beautiful place. The Bird says Portland, Oregon. So what we did on the NFC East and the AFC East shows were we went 
team by team. And we picked one player from each team that we will be drafting at their current prices. Cool. So we can't just be I like, like we, we can't just be like, oh, uh, yeah, I want Jonathan Taylor. Like, that, that, that's that's easy. That's not that's not fun. Okay. So at the current prices, where do you want to have certain guys, or who would you be drafting? So we'll start with we'll start with the Bucks. Who would you want to be? Who would you want to take from the Bucks at their current price? Yeah, I would like to take Mike Evans. At, at, yeah, all for, day, every day, mid to for, late second round. For me, it's Mike Evans. Me, it's Mike Evans as well. Uh, the Saints. I'm going to take Chris Olave. I'm going to go Chris Olave as well. Uh, the Panthers. Uh, with a, I guess kind of with a gun to my head, I'll take DJ Moore. I would take Baker on waivers. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I can take the upside. And the Falcons, I'm gonna I'll take Drake London. I'll take the chance on that. London, absolutely over Kyle Pitts. Yep. Uh we'll go to the AFC South. Uh the Titans. I'll take Traylon Burks. I take Derrick Henry. No matter yeah. he's my number one player in fantasy. Yep. That's fair. That's fair. So any any place you get him outside of number one is is a value for him. Uh, the Colts, I'm going to go with Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman for me as well. The Texans, I'll go with Cooks. Actually, go, no, I take that I'll back. I'll go Damian Pierce. I was going to go with Damian Pierce. Yes, yeah, I, I think I think Pierce for me. Yeah, I'll go with Pierce. I'll go with Pierce. And then for the Jaguars, I'm going to go with Christian Kirk. I hate to be the same, but yeah, Christian Kirk for me as well. Okay. All right. Well, that's going to be it for this edition of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. Everyone, please go enjoy the remaining of your Sunday. If you're not listening to this until Monday morning, happy Monday. Have a great week. Uh, Adam and I will be back next week. We will be doing the NFC West. And then Jake will be back next week where we will be doing the NFC and AFC North. So that will be a lot of fun. And then in two weeks, we'll be doing rankings disputes with the whole gang. Adam will be here. Jake will be here. I will be here. So it'll be a great time. Looking forward to it, and we will catch you on the next one. Bye-bye.